Welcome to Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite. One of the sponsors has been with us from the beginning is our friends out in North Carolina, Highland Canine at Tactical Police Canine, letter K number nine, training.com. They are full service from top to bottom, left to right, north, south, east to west. They have everything, pointy ears, floppy ears, whatever you want, and they are a full service kennel doing seminars as well as handler schools for complete, completed dogs and as well as green dogs. So be sure to hit them up, Highland Canine at tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com. The Pergasons are fantastic people. Uh, Jason's been on the podcast as well, so go hook, look up his episode. Our uh, One of my favorite sponsors is Dogtra. Uh, the folks over at dogtra.com, they've been doing this for a long time, guys. Um, their e-collars, bark collars, everything they do, we love it. We have a great relationship with them. Uh, they give a discount code WDR10 for 10% off any single item over $200. I tell everybody I have a kennel full of Dogtra e-collars. Most importantly, I have a kennel full of Dogtra bark collars. The YS600, to me, is the best piece of equipment in all of dogs. Check them out, dogtra.com. Check them out on Instagram at dogtraofficial. We really like the guys at Ray Allen Manufacturing. They've been around for freaking ever. They were making working dog equipment before they were working dogs for uh, working bison, apparently. So, uh, and our, their product designer is one of our favorite people, Matt Matt Wilson. We love Matt. So, uh, rayallen.com. And everyone thinks, you know, it's only for police and military dogs, and that's not the case. If you have a working dog, whether it's police and military or search and rescue or even hunting. And even if you got pets, they have literally everything minus the dog and the patrol car that you would need to outfit a working team or a pet team for anything, whether it be scent work, whether it be our AKC or UKC scent work, all the way up to explosive and narcotics detection for military and police teams and everything in between. So be sure to hit them up at rayallen.com. Use the discount code working dog radio spelled out for 10% off your order. Probably, absolutely, not even probably, our first sponsor and longest sponsor is Arno over at ALM. Probably, to me anyways, one of the best guys in all of canine. Um, His website, almcanineequipment.com. You can get on there, give him a call, email him. He's the only guy you're going to talk to, uh, almcanineequipment.com. He has easily the best tugs in the business. His bite suits are amazing. They last for a long time. Ted will tell you he's got the same jacket since uh, Noah threw the ark out there. And uh, his hidden sleeve, I still say, is the best in the business. Check him out. Use a discount code WDRADIO, all spelled out, 10% off your first order. Check him out on Instagram, ALM Canine Equipment. All right, everybody, we are back. Working Dog Radio Broadcasting the Bite, another great episode. Uh, I am Eric Stambrough from over here in Northeast Ohio. Uh, with me, as always, from Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, is Ted Summers. Ted, what is going on? You're wearing a hoodie. Dude, it's cold again. Like Cold again, o- really? It's Oklahoma, man. And it's definitely allergy season when I went outside today. And it looked like my cars are all covered in being fallen. It's disgusting. So, uh, yeah, I'm dying. And, but, uh, yeah, it sucked. So, yeah, I got a hoodie on. I guess a cold front came in. It rained last night. And so I've been working the green dogs today and the pet dogs. Uh, I had to tell a person today that um, 
Sourgood Glover. I don't think she listens to the show. If she does, it's nothing. I mean, I'll tell her everybody what I said to her. I told her that if she died in her house and nobody found her for two weeks, he'd eat her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so she's like, no, he loves me. I'm like, ah. 2022, that. Ted will be talking differently to pet owners. This, uh, <laughs> Well, uh, I had to be reminded that I cannot talk to her. I can't talk to her like I talk to police officers because normally I'm like, you know, don't put your hand near where you wouldn't put your dick or I say shit like that. And I pet people. I can't say that. So, um, yeah, I definitely am in my intern, Paul, who was he was in the Army and he's a Marine. Um, he, and he's as bad as I am. And sometimes worse and i were like i was like we gotta figure out some filters because i'm not it's been it's been a minute since i've had to talk to civilians about dog training so <laughs> like so i i have to polish that up a little bit so other than that um you know i got to work the pet dogs uh today they're doing really well we had a we have a dutch shepherd blue healer mix and his name is cinco and he's a cool like little herder looking thingy and likes to work so that's cool yeah so what about you you finish your um, yet? yeah i got uh the handler class going on um tomorrow after handler class i have the uh another i know it's a surprise i have another tattoo appointment getting my left leg sleeved out so that'll be the finish on that so that'll be both arms legs my full back and here and a little bit of my stomach so that'll be it until the fall because becomes boating season here and i don't get fresh tattoos in the summer so i'll be uh starting in the fall though finishing off the full suit um and i've been asked a lot of times no nothing below the collar or nothing above the collar nothing on my hands except for that one nothing on my feet obviously nothing on the money maker here the face you know i can't have anything on there one of our Um, former guests would disagree jake right yeah yeah so um but anyways, just plugging away. It's 83 today. It was gorgeous today. Um, and then I'm driving up after the tattoo appointment straight to uh, Muscatatuck, which is a, a, a military base up in Indiana. There's a search and rescue in um, Canine LE seminar that I was asked to help at. Uh, I thought it was Saturday and Sunday. It's actually Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So I have to go up a day early, which really so- kind of screws me. Um, so I, I, if I would have paid attention, I would not have scheduled it um, <laughs> because of the, the handler class going on. So, but anyways, other than that, um, you were talking about that mix you have. So we get one of the, we do a ton of, on the pet side, a ton of German shepherds, probably more shepherds than anything. The second breed that we do more than anything are doodles of some sort. So I was thinking, and I want to really work on this, is making a maladoodle and see... <laughs> A Malinois, just see where that goes. If we can, if we can make a Malinois with curly hair, hair, not for, I think, I think we could t- probably make some money on that bit. Can you imagine giving announcements on a felony traffic stop with that? That <laughs> dude look out of the car and be bopping be like, out. Oh, and be fucking Dorito chip ears up like this with this yeah. fucking curly shit coming off of it. And he'd be like, oh, he ain't going to bite me. I probably will, but like, no, nah, I mean, and then nah. bam bites so yeah we're, it's going to take some i gotta get the the chemistry set out and try to figure that one out but uh so anyways uh what do we got going on tonight so um 2020 has been well yeah 2020 was the um the lost year <laughs> um yeah. it was 
you know, I mean, it was a weird, weird series of events. Lots of stuff was canceled. We had HRDs cancel everything else. Um, but we're picking back up with seminar season. Um, hot and heavy coming in for 2021. So uh, we have the guys on tonight, Joe and Matt from Blue Line. Um, if everybody remembers, uh, Eric and I were instructors at the first Blue Line in Pennsylvania. Blast. And yeah, well, <laughs> and it was a uh, great show run very, very well. Uh, lots of great instructors. There was a ton of fucking handlers there. And uh, so this year it's in St. Louis. Um, and yeah, so with that, we have Matt and Joe. Guys, what's up? How you doing, what's up, guys? How are Thanks you? for having us, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we'd love to. We've had you on before. We had uh, we did the live show from the uh, from Blue Line last time. It was only like 15 minutes. We're just like, oh, so what's going on? And I'm, uh, yeah. So it wasn't a whole lot of in depth anything. But that's what this is going to fill in. So uh, before we do that, let's talk a little bit about who you guys are um, and how we got to this conversation today. We'll talk about the conference stuff first. But uh, Matt, why don't you go first since you're on my left? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm a 18 year veteran law enforcement. Uh, this is my third working dog. I have a, believe it or not, I have a Malinois. That's my third, Ooh. might be my final dog. But he's an absolute hammer. Uh, Joe can uh, kind of test to that. But uh, yeah, not to say that you know we've done it all and stuff, but uh, when I say that we've been involved in a lot of, you know what, sandwiches in law enforcement with these dogs. So we decided that all the stuff that we learned that we trained that, you know, it's time to, to give back. And that's the best way to do it. It's like being a coach, man. You, if you got it, you got to give it back. So we decided to create this conference um, for handlers by handlers. So me and Joe are active canine guys, man. We are on the street. We're doing interdiction. We're chasing guys. We're, we're, we're doing, we're doing the things everybody else is doing. And that was our goal to, to kind of give it back. So these guys come to this conference and realize that it's not us that it's their conference. And that's our goal is when they get there, it's their home. And that's why we built this roster. We have a lot of vendors and we're just really excited about it. So um, kind of, it's just our experience that we're putting back into this conference. Excellent, Joe? Excellent. Yeah. Joe? Now, to be fair now, you're not running anyway. Well, not, not right now. <laughs> not right now. Right? <laughs> I'm not running right now. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I will be shortly. In about a couple more weeks, I think I should be good to go. Um, but I, I, again, guys, thanks for having us on. My name is Joe Lekakowski. I've been a canine handler for 18 years now. Been a police officer for 24 and a half years. Uh, work currently with Matt up in the Poconos here in Pennsylvania. Uh, like, like Matt said, I mean, canine's been great to us. This, I'm on my third dog. Uh, my first one was a shepherd, explosive dog. Um, explosive patrol then you know i had my second one which was a dutch shepherd and then i decided to go back to the shepherd <laughs> so so i'm kind of I, I tried to do you know um I, I i'm not a big mal i like mouse but you know matt matt matt's a big mal guy uh, but i like the dutchies <laughs> and i like the shepherds i got a little 80 pound shepherd now he's he's a ball fire and uh so yeah but like with the conference i mean you know we we started this i i i'm a also a napwata master trainer um I've been a trainer with Napuato since we started uh, 18 years ago. Um, been with the organization, and you know, with with, with uh, being a master trainer, you have to do continuing education. And we we I started going to a lot of these different conferences. You know, I just I just saw the need for it, and to get different different instructors from all over the United States, like different parts, and just to hear different 
how guys do it on the East Coast and compared to the West Coast. It's just, you get all the guys in the room and together, it's just like a phenomenal thing to do. So, um, you know, that's that's why we kind of brought it together. And, you know, and hopefully, you know, we moved it to St. Louis this year. And, you know, like like you said, man, last year was just a nightmare. We had to cancel Pittsburgh like everybody else. So we're just looking to get back to some normalcy, you know, to get back to some normal, have a conference, have a good time with our brothers and sisters and, and you know, learn some stuff and, and hopefully bring it back to the streets and, you know, stay safe. So. So one of the things that's great about these conferences, like you said, um, is the <clears throat> the continuing education part that um, a lot of guys, you know, it's one of those things that I equated to like big fish in a small pond thing. And then they get exposed to, like you said, East Coast, West Coast stuff. And I tell the story because we've done HRDs all over the country, um, certain areas of the country. I'm surprised there's dudes there that, I mean, they have a six foot leash. That's it. Mm -hmm. and that's all they use right like they do a yep. little off leash work and then yep. you know other parts of the country and they have like open their trunk and it's like oh, looks like, Ray Allen leashes. The back of it. like yeah. i met some dudes up in with or i think mass like massachusetts somebody somebody up there maybe he was from connecticut or something that kid had like a 400 foot line he could clear a building from his car and i was like what's up with that he was like oh yeah he was like we have a we have a policy i'm like you have a policy about a 400 foot line he was like oh the dog's never off leash i'm like never he was like never i'm like oh okay well i guess that makes sense that makes that means i guess that's why you have 400 leashes in your car yeah. so but yeah so but i mean hearing that is interesting because i tell that story to guys in like texas who they're just kind of do whatever they want in some places they're like what do you mean they, they have a policy i'm like oh i mean they do stuff different over there so it gets people thinking, which is good because that's what we need. We need exposure, right? So yeah. you've brought a lot of people in covering a lot of topics, um, and including Eric and I. Um, yep. Everybody knows. I mean, they've, if you've been to our thing, um, you know, we're changing it this year. It'll be different. But um, who else? Uh, Eric, who, what's, uh, what's on the list of guys that we've got coming? Or well, they, I mean, they have a ton. Um, and here's the thing. Um, so if you... Listen, we, we love the people that, that like to see our stuff, right? If you have come to see Ted and I at HRD or all the other seminars that we taught at, or this, we had standing room only at Blue Line in, in 2019. We had a good turnout. Um, we got listen, you a bigger guys. room this year. This year, <laughs> yes. you guys are in the bigger room. We got you a bigger classroom. <laughs> you guys should be good. That was just, just a little self-plug there. But uh, <laughs> listen, guys, um, and if you know us and if you have access to us, that's awesome and everything. Go to other classes. Uh, we, I appreciate the love and I appreciate looking in the audience and seeing friends and friendly faces. That's really awesome. But you're not learning shit from me. You already know it from me. You know, I tell my, my guys from my training group that were there. Uh, at the first conference, I'm like, hey, man, go to this guy's class. Go to this guy's class. I look up and they're in my class. I'm like, I love you guys. But well, what are you doing? But one thing it was good for, we would talk shit about them. Like normally we're like, oh, one of our guys. And then we could just point them out and be oh, like, yeah, that him, guy. right. Him. That, that dude right there. Yeah. This is about him. This and is the policy like, oh. maker, that guy. Yeah, I, I regret the coming to this. Named now. after guy. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So that, so the point being is that there's a ton of uh, good instructors. It's not an overwhelming amount. Like you could never get to some of the, uh, you know, the instructors. But what I, I really like is there. I mean, you do have some of the the, um, the staples, the guys that are at a lot of these conferences. Right. But you have a ton of dudes and, and ladies that are um, 
from various genres. A lot of them are working still, currently working dogs, and they bring um, maybe a different flavor to the uh, to the conference. Like for example, um, I'm just I'm on your Instagram page scrolling yeah. through because yeah. you guys keep putting up. The, if you look at Blue Line K9 LLC, guys, on Instagram, Blue Line K9 LLC is the page. They put up the profiles of their instructors. Uh, they'll throw one up every every couple few days when they either get someone signed up or when they just want to you know throw up who they are. So for example, I'll just I'll just look at one. Um, uh, we have two two guys training together, Marty Mahon and Chris Devan. Um, they're from out on the West Coast, right? And they're going to yeah. do canine management in the supervision course. That is super important, and we talk about that a lot because supervisors don't go to canine school. They no. Um, sometimes the supervisor used to be a canine guy, but other times it's um, the, the guy they don't have anything to give to, or maybe he's in the training division and they answer to him, but they also have to answer to guys on the shift and all kinds of stuff. So you want to talk about how you guys got those guys in and how you know them? Yeah. Um, I met Marty years ago at, at one of these conferences and, you know, we just kind of, Again, I mean, and that's it's one thing about being in it's still in the, in the field in canine, you know, going to these different conferences and different places, you meet all these different people from all over the United States. And then, you know, you network with them. And then, you know, next thing you know, we're me and Matt are doing a conference. And, you know, I said, you know what, we need somebody from the West Coast. And, you know, who pops in my head is Marty. So, you know, we gave him a ring and um, he was more than happy to come. Like he, he's he's with the San Francisco. Uh, he's a sergeant out there. And, you know, just to get his different, because again, I, I mean, everybody does different things all over the United States, not, not East Coast, West Coast, Mid Coast, and Midwest, everybody does things a little bit differently. And, you know, just, um, just networking at these different places. And we, you know, became friends with them. And, you know, he said he would love to come out and do it. So that's how we got him to come out. Um, you know, just give him a call and say, hey, would you be interested in doing a class? And he, he, you know, he was more than happy to come out. And it's, it's a necessary class too, especially what's going on in this world right now. So it's, uh, yeah. I think, I think we just, we kind of hammered that part in. And I think these guys got to go to it, man, because you got to document, you got to do the right thing, especially now it's, we, we already know what to talk about it, but we know what's going on in this country. So we got to be getting these dogs out for the right reason and documenting. Yeah. And a, a large percentage of uh, canine supervision um in the united states is just not done correctly no, um it's no. it's a bastard unit oftentimes that's kind of thrown to a guy now that's that's not 100 percent. obviously there's a lot of places that have true leadership and true guys trying but ted and i have talked before <laughs> with guests on the legal side about the you know there's not a ton of lawsuits when it comes to canines like people like to say there is but the ones that are there are usually come down to failure to train and failure to supervise there you mm -hmm. go there you go. Some of the things that I tell when I do some of the admin stuff um, that I open with, I was like, you know, most of the lawsuits and canine come from the people sitting in this room. And I, I'm not talking about me. <laughs> I'm talking and I jokingly say I'm like, it's people with shiny shoes and stripes on their sleeves. And I was like, that's where most of this most of it comes from. And they kind of look at you. We're like, you know, I'm sitting here, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not talking shit about you. I'm just saying like, you know, you're the reason that a lot of this stuff and you know, you kind of start going over, failure to train, failure to supervise. And the one other thing that I hope to God they cover, and I'm sure they will, is you have to pay the handler. 
you just do. And that's a question I get. I got it yesterday. Somebody from a department where will remain nameless. They're like, do you mean we have to pay them more? I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, is that like a thing? I'm like, yes, that is an actual thing. And I was like, there's literally reams of fucking federal case law on it. Like I yeah. just, just pay them. Yeah, just so don't, just don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, just don't even like, just do it here. This is, this is the standard. Like, this is what you should do. And they're like, Oh, we didn't think about that. I'm like, how, how did you, how, in you know and i'm like i department can't win it you can't win it no and we've and the fact that they even want to try and win just makes me sick anyway but uh, yeah and the admin thing is a super good one and if you're coming to this and you're not an admin and you have a good relationship or maybe a bad one with your supervisor go take notes and bring a bunch of shit back for him and i guarantee you these guys will give you their powerpoint like if you send them an email or whatever and just send it to your supervisor and just say hey look you know x y and z It'll make your job easier. It'll make their job easier. And nine times out of 10, yeah, that's about right. I would say that most of those guys, like when I give them all this information, I'm like, this is what you need to do when you supervise. Like, it's pretty straightforward. And I have like this list, like we have these five mandates, blah, 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 all this other stuff. And they're like, oh, this is really nice, neat package. I'm like, right, that's all you got to do. Well, not all you got to do, but like, that's the big like high points. And they're like, oh, that's not really that big of a deal. I'm like, oh, well, you don't want to find out when you get a subpoena. <laughs> like, what do you mean where are my training records we always say joe and i like you know when the paws hit the, the concrete or the dirt start documenting why is a dog yeah. out document it and we always tell these new guys man what you do on the west coast affects us over here vice versa so when you deploy that dog on the west coast and something bad happens guess who it affects it affects us so we we try to get that so man you we're we're all on it together, so we affect each other. And, you know, we're, we're big, but we affect each other. So we got to get that across to these guys. So yeah. going through going through, looking at some instructors, and it looks like you you guys uh, snagged a couple dudes from locally to you um, from the Pocono Mountain Regional Police. Now, it looks like Scott Dunlap and Brent Schoenfeld Maybe came from the Matt Nero barber school. <laughs> from, like you guys are family members from here up. Good, good bunch of guys, man. But yeah, Dun, uh, Scott Dunlop, he is uh, one of the SWAT team leaders. Um, the dude knows his stuff. I was actually involved in a shooting with him, and I, I saw him in action, first aid, uh, uh, a trooper that was shot right through the shoulder. So, I mean, I've seen him in action. It, it's, it, it's the real deal. And, uh, like our, our SWAT team, he's one of the head guys there and medic. And then the doctor, he is, he runs a whole unit, man. Uh, it's trauma unit. Uh, this guy is no joke. You, you could call him for any question. He'll get you an answer. So that's going to be a really cool class. And I think we're going to have, um, Joe, if I'm correct, we have now like a, a, a kind of like a dog where they can actually show yeah. what they're going to be doing with the dog too. So yeah. kind of more hands-on. I think two years ago, we didn't have that. So be more interactive. Yeah, that's, uh, and here's the thing, too, when you talk to guys like that or you see guys like that. So, sure, they're going to give you the medical class, uh, the first aid and more. I think that's what the class is called. Uh, canine first aid and more. Um, but you're still a cop first. They're still cop first. I guarantee you there's going to be some stuff in there on humans. And then there is always the nighttime stuff where the guys are hanging around and having a beer. Yep. And you can go, t- you know, you can go talk to those dudes. And I guarantee you they'll tell you in five seconds, bring up tourniquets and they'll tell you what you've been doing wrong with them. Yep. And, yeah. you know, different exactly. things like that. That's one of the yep. best things about blue line is the, um, 
you know, the after hour stuff where we're all hanging out and everything like that. We have a oh, ton yeah. of people that come up to Ted and I, and I love it. I will talk about, you know, to any of them about anything and all the dudes are like that. I hell I'm like, I didn't make it to that guy's class. I'm going to go over and yep. fanboy on him and talk to him a little bit. Yeah. So being in St. Louis, I'm assuming beer is going to, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we might have a, a few. So, so we've had Michael Goosby on the show and um, uh, I see that he is on your list of instructors there uh, from LA. So he's bringing a West coast flair over to, yep. over to everything as well. He's been on our show. Um, and one, one thing I'm really interested in is it's Robin. Uh, I think he's a Grubel. Yeah. She's a, um, uh, search and rescue handler. You want to talk about her and her class is going to be about um, fine tuning and, and the trained final response. Um, yeah. yeah, she that emailed us um, after the conference and, you know, we got talking to her um, and she was telling us about like, you know, she brings a different flair, different side to it and more of a scientific stuff and it's kind of above my head. I mean, you know, you show me odor, find it, dog hits, final response, it, we're good, but She's going to do something, you know, she has a good class and I, I, I wish I could sit in on it. I think it's going to be very educational and, and, you know, she's going to pretty much not dummy it down for us, but like, she's going to talk in our terms, you know? So I, I think it'll be a really good understanding for guys to go and see what, why the dog is actually doing what it's doing when he finds the odor and sits and has the final response. So, you know, instead of good, yeah, you know, yeah. And these um, it's weird because we've had some a uh, uh, couple search and rescue people on and over here in Canton, I have a, a training facility we call the fun house, right? It's like 40,000 mm -hmm. square feet of buffoonery. And I have had five or six, maybe more than that training search and rescue, different training groups come and use the facility. And um I just go and open it up for them, show them around or, you know, let them do their things. And they are, I think law enforcement not teaming with search and rescue so much is a mistake. I agree. I yeah. agree. Especially they, you they guys. Are the that most dedicated. I mean, I, I, I certify this bloodhound every year and they do their own, they, they train on their own time. They train religiously mm -hmm. every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, they're training. I mean, they are dedicated and passionate about what they do. And I think not bringing, like you said, bringing them to the law enforcement side is because they have a lot of knowledge and not to break into that knowledge and, and learn from them. I think we're making a big mistake because they have a lot of knowledge. And they, like I said, um, this bloodhound just amazes me. I mean, an hour and a half old track and this thing does footstep by footstep. And I'm like, why can't my shepherd track like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the thing you guys like up there in the pocono mountains area and like uh out in california with the big mountainous counties that they have and everything having civilian search and rescue at your disposal where you can get a hold of them is so valuable especially yeah. us yeah. guys that ran dual purpose biting dogs yeah. it's such a fear of our dogs biting the lost kid when we finally get there yep um, yep. and it, it could derail some programs. So having the relationship with those people, um, what I'm not a big fan of is I've actually built separate boxes for them for human remains stuff to hide in different oh. places to hide. Oh. Yeah. No. It stinks so bad. Bro. It's <laughs> yeah. so gross. 
<laughs> like, oh, days it takes to get out hip. of it. I still have my hip bone from when I did my surgery. I have it in a jar if you need it. It's, uh, it's pretty fresh. Fuck. No. <laughs> Uh, they're like, yeah, I was going to bring the foot, but I didn't. I'm like, what? The foot? <laughs> we're training this little, like, I have a pet at the kennel that we're training, the blood tracking training, right? For, uh, she's a wire hair pointing griffin. And um, come to find out, it's not actually blood. Because if you shoot a deer correctly, I don't hunt. But if you shoot a deer correctly, it doesn't. You're talking about it. <laughs> oh, okay, so if you shoot one correctly, it doesn't hunt. So after some research, they're like, oh, they're not tracking blood. I'm like, okay, what the, what are they tracking? You know, and apparently deer have a, somebody was like, you got to keep a leg in your freezer. I'm like, no, I don't. And I'm not going to do that. And if, no, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And apparently. Lands on their, on their hoofs and all that stuff. That's yeah. It's, it's that one. It's the inner digital, whatever it's called gland. And it smells. It smells unbelievable. Yeah, well, it's, it's disgusting. Oh. I got the odor, and I'm going to do the hydration intensified tracking with this dog <laughs> with that, and I'm going to dilute it because I it may I got the thing. I was like, how bad can this smell? And yeah, Ted's a puke too. Get, so oh yeah, yeah. You get ten out of ten. The inside, oh. you can cut them out. They're brutal, man. They're brutal. Uh, pass. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about one more guest real quick before Oops. we go ahead and take our first commercial break. Um, this guest here, we've had him on the radio or on the podcast. And uh, his class, I'm telling you guys, is going to be super invaluable. And this is probably, I would say, one of Ted's uh, favorite guests that we've had because it's in up right in his wheelhouse is uh, Michael Kamisic from oh, Sheepdog Guardian. Yeah. Um, it's all the legal stuff, right? All of the um, case law. The guy's got a vault up here. He's a fucking yeah. rain man. <laughs> like, I'm not bad. Like, I can pull stuff out of a hat. Like, I'm somebody will ask me something and I'll say, uh, there's a case on that and I know where to find it. Yeah. And I kind of can summarize it real quick, but I can't like cite it, cite it. And fuck Mike, man, you say text him and he answers you in a minute. Yeah. 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 Uh, I texted him about some random ass case up in Ohio, a state level case, not even state Supreme Court. Did you see that one, Eric? I'm pointing at you like you can see me. Right. I, I at that one where they um Randall Handler from Ohio text me and they're like, Hey, can I search a person after I pull them? If I get a get alert on a car, can I pull them out and search them? I'm like, Well, I mean. Yeah. And I, you know, cause we're getting at us versus Enchando and some of his other stuff. And he's like, well, there, and he sent me this case and I'm like, what in the fuck is this? And <laughs> they, and they cited a state level, like some district, some dickhead district judge in Ohio, seventh judicial district of Ohio said that they disagree with the federal court's ruling in Enchando and you don't have that. You can't do that. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, I just kind of sat there for a second, looking at my computer screen, and my answer to him was like, well, I guess if you're in the seventh judicial district in Ohio, federal law doesn't fucking matter. So no, you can't, I guess. I don't know. But I emailed Mike. I was like, have you seen this? And like seconds later, he emailed me back. He's like, oh yeah, dude. And he starts like rattling it off and found me the like the the concurring and the and the dissenting opinions, which and I was like, Jesus. Uh yeah. but I'm good. But that dude, like his class will be awesome. Yeah. yeah. His class will be great. And what I like about Michael is he's uh he's a cop. Yeah. Cop for a long yep. time and a canine handler. So he can, he can, he knows how cops think and the way they have to testify and, and things like that. And, and he can put it right there for you to do it instead of, you know, too much jargon um, can get befuddled uh, in muddy, muddy the waters. And, but I always insist that there are 
lots and lots and lots of cops and lots of supervisors that don't even know things as basic as Graham versus Connor. They actually don't know. Yeah. Um, you would right. think, you know, well, I think I heard of that. There's something with Tennessee versus somebody. Is that something, <laughs> you know, is that a thing? I, um, Florida versus uh, Harris. They've never heard of uh, yeah. the, the lack of. Um, Jardines, yeah. And that's Mars. the thing. Everybody now yeah. at in-service training, all they, all in-service training is, is, um, is how to talk to people and mm -hmm. all this other, all this other stuff. But this is what you guys got to, you know, be able to, to get because guys, I got news for you. Defense attorneys are learning. Mm -hmm. They're learning this stuff. Yeah. So you, you need to, you need to not get twisted into a pretzel on the stand. You need to have your stuff straight. So, uh, Michael and his sheepdog guardian, uh, they're really, really good. If you want to listen to the episode on there, we just covered a few cases and it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, he's, so yeah, we're going to go ahead and take our good. first, first commercial break. And we come back. <laughs> I want to, I want to back up a little bit and talk to you guys about the dogs that you have, the dogs that you work and things like that. I like to kind of get delve into that a little bit. So don't skip through the commercials. We have great sponsors, um, including uh, our blue line folks. We talk about them in there and we have discount codes for a lot of things. So do not skip. So sorry to interrupt the great conversation we are having, but we have amazing sponsors that we need to bring to you. Um, one of our favorites, one of our oldest is Southern Coast Canine. The folks down there, the Heisers, they are great folks down there in Smyrna, New Smyrna, Florida, right? They got everything you need to do down there, guys. Um, full service kennel southerncoastk9.com give them a call 877-903-DOGS the uh, southern coast canine folks have killer dogs guys everyone we've seen have been badass check them out on instagram at southern coast canine everybody knows that training is super important one of the best training conferences in the country is hits it's by canine handlers for canine handlers hits canine letter k number nine.net the largest Vendor show in the country, the largest giveaway for handlers in the country, and some of the most skilled instructors in the country, plus Eric and I. We're going to be there July 6th through the 9th in Scottsdale, Arizona, bringing the HRD Roadshow to everyone there, doing the presentation about scenario-based training. And then they've got everybody there from the industry to do fantastic presentations. Also, uh, classifies and, and sort of uh, for your training hours when you come back to your department. So it's going to be in Scottsdale, Arizona, July 6th through the 9th. Be sure to hit up Jeff Barrett, 863-529-5113 uh, or hits K9, letter K number nine dot net. The other big thing that guys mess around with and don't get right is nutrition for the dogs. Our good friends down at Kinetic Dog Food, they got it right. Uh, especially if you own a kennel, uh, like there's all kinds of problems that go along with owning a kennel with a lot of dogs, kennel stress and things. These guys are great. They service some of the largest kennels in the country. Kineticdogfood.com. Their stuff is so good. Give them a call. 513-615-6904. Kinetic Dog Food on Instagram. Wonderful people. Wonderful food. Check them out. Kineticdogfood.com. Next up, we have a sponsor that's moved for quite a while, Quick Derm by Vet Care. This stuff is magic. For whatever reason, working dogs have this uncanny ability to hurt themselves in fantastic and magical ways. Don't let small problems be big ones. Happy tail, torn up paws, 
uh, one of our good buddies and also one of our interviews, uh, Jake Hutchinson, how did uh, his dog got kicked in the face by a horse? The stitches were healed up very quickly with vet care. I use it on my tattoos. Uh, Alicia just got a new one and she's using it as well. Stuff is magic. So hit him up at vetcare.us. Use the discount code 10WDR for 10% off your first order. Awesome stuff. Our brand new sponsor, guys, and he's a good dude, man. He really is a good dude, good trainer. He's been on the podcast, friend of ours. He's worked with us at HRD, great decoy. Jim O'Brien down at NCK9 in North Carolina, obviously. NC stands for North Carolina. NCK9, letter K number nine. Uh, great stuff, guys. Their police dogs are good. Floppy ear, pointy ear, dual purpose, single purpose. Handler schools, better weather than we have in Ohio. Give them a call, 919 438 0141 check out his website nck9.us uh hit him up on instagram at nck9 llc for them guys training is not a job it is their life all right everybody we're back working dog radio we just stared at each other like weirdos for five seconds straight while we put the commercials in um nobody got up and left one of our favorite stories rick we had our buddy Rick Walterbeek on, and we're like, hey, we're going to stare at each other for five seconds where we put the commercials in. So we go, okay, we're going to take a break. Rick got up and walked out of the room. It was the best. Absolute <laughs> best thing. I, like, Ted and I just both went. Actual... Ted yeah, and I both it. went like that. Just, what? I was like, just, <laughs> just thought it was an actual commercial break. I was like, all right, all right I guess. Yeah. I mean. I love Rick though. Speaking of which, I need to email. Him. I want some of the hot sauce. So, <laughs> yeah, he's got death-defying hot sauce. Oh man, if you guys like hot shit, that dude, uh, not too hot, man. Yeah, no, but you guys eat. But Joe, you eat scrapple. Like, don't talk to me about. No, I don't eat scrapple. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> it's from your area of the country. Like, you guys were trying to give me like those scrapple rolls or some shit. That was up a there. trick. Oh, no. okay. Well, I didn't eat it, but I was like, what is it? they're like it's a flat hot dog i'm like no it's not a flat hot dog <laughs> why is it in bread <laughs> why, why is it cooked like this and yeah. i have so many questions what is this and every, nobody can find it no i knew <laughs> so kielbasa and half of flat yeah that's about the only, yeah. the only thing you do so you guys each are on your third dog right yep. if i remember right here um long time in canine so Matt, let's start with you. Let's talk about uh, a little bit about each dog, um, what you liked and what you did not like about each dog and what you would kind of put together if you could. So my, my first dog was, uh, was Kane. He was a shepherd, purebred shepherd. He was from, uh, he was from Budapest and uh, phenomenal, phenomenal dog, phenomenal tracking. Um, what lacked in that was me and the stuff I know now, if I could put it on him, on, on Kane, we, and he had multiple seizures. I mean, crazy amount of seizures and his track was phenomenal, but man, I just wish I knew the stuff I knew now. It's almost like, you know, I, I kind of cheated him. I felt, you know, um, then I moved on to canine Nico. He was a uh, cross. He was half shepherd, half mountain. Walk. Phenomenal man. Um, I always said I caught, I caught lightning in a bottle with him. Um, the, the dog just had everything. I actually, believe it or not, not to be weird, but I froze his sperm because mm -hmm. the dog just had it. He had everything. He had he had the aspect, the tracking, the nose, the social. He, he just had everything. Um, and then uh, he actually, he passed away on duty 2017. 
And uh, I feel we can talk about that, but that gives you, still gives me chills. But uh, And then I decided to uh, go with the, uh, the purebred Malinois. And boy, has that been a ride. Mm. You know, I can hear Joe laughing right now. You guys have no idea. This, this dog has literally, he's challenged everything that we, we thought in training. And we're, now, now we're a team. We're, everything's great. But I'll tell you what, the first year was, was unbelievable, man. Just a hard, 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 hard dog, man. And uh, but yeah, we 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 became. Uh, he's now four, and we're a team, man. He's a, he's a street sweeper. Um, I was involved in a critical incident last March, uh, very critical. Um, involved in a shooting, where he tracked and found a guy. And uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but I'm sure you guys will hear about it. But he uh, did a phenomenal job. I was actually engaged enough in shooting and basically pounding rounds over this dog while the suspect was charging at me. And this dog was lunging at him, taking rounds over his head. So right there, you, you know, when you got that dog, put him in a car, man, that, that's a lifesaver dog. Yeah. Did you go down in size as you got in the year? No, he didn't. Uh, we tried, well, yeah, Joe, we tried. That was the goal. I wanted to get a little 15, no. Somehow we picked him up and he was what, yeah. 80? he's a hammer man you guys guys would like his bite it's it's uh it's just bone crushing bone crushing Uh, i like that we have some guys in our training group we have 130 pound malinois everybody likes those until they do a fucking two mile track you gotta throw his fat ass over a fence oh yeah (laughs) or unless you're the decoy yeah 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 (laughs) and if that dog at all is is uh puts his feet up and pulls at all you got about a minute of that and you're like my back is killing me like yeah. absolutely yep. fuck up my bite suit yeah no. punch in man we just keep right. punching yep. it oh, yeah <laughs> yep so yeah, joe uh let's talk about your dogs here all uh, right uh my first dog was flip uh canine flip he was from budapest german shepherd uh purebred german shepherd he was an explosive dog and patrol dual um so you know, I learned a lot with him. It was my first dog. I was brand new. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget picking him up the first day. One of our instructors, I, I won't mention his name. I, I was, I, I'm all excited. I'm brand new. I'm like, finally got in the canine. It was a dream. I go down to pick up the dog. And you know, I know nothing about dog. Like, I, mean, I had dogs my whole life, but not a canine. So this guy brings this dog out. He was like 70-pound shepherd. Hands me the leash. He said, this is a good dog. Don't fuck him up. And he just mm-hmm. turned around and walked away. Left me in the field. I, I, I'm like, I'm holding the leash. This dog's going all crazy. I'm like, no what pressure. do I do with this thing? You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, I, you know. so he's like, just throw a ball with him. I'm like, this dog's going to come up and eat me. So, um, but he was, Flip was a really, I mean, he was a really solid dog, uh, level-headed, clear mind. I mean, he, for my first dog, it was like the perfect dog because he was, you know, I know he was an, an explosive dog, and but his search pattern, his everything about him was really good. And I mean, right then when I first started, you know, my first couple of weeks of training, I knew that I was going to be canine or I wanted to be canine for the rest of my life because it was just, it was just life changing. And, you know, um, we had that moment and, you know, he was my first dog. He's like my kid. I, I don't have kids, but like, he was like my baby. I mean, so, um, you know, he, we, we, we did a lot of stuff, good stuff. I mean, we got to search a lot of different things, uh, you know, for the racetrack, obviously we have Pocono racetrack. We did a lot of searches there on the army base. We actually had one live find. 
So I get called real quick. I, I don't want to go too into detail, but get called to the army base. This guy's trying to get on the army base. Um, we have like an army base and you have to have credentials and stuff. And this guy's just, his things were expired. It just didn't add up. So they call me, I get up there. They're like, yeah, just something up. We want to run the dog. So I run the dog around, around the car and they had the doors open, which I don't know why, but it's their, their base. I'm just there to assist. And uh, I run him around the side and he, he, he goes in the passenger side, sticks his uh, nose inside the car underneath the seat and boom, final response sits. I'm like, holy, no. I mean, I've had, you know, never a live spine on the street. So I was like, wow. So I pulled them off real quick and I'm like, all right, guys, see you later. Call the bomb squad, <laughs> you know? They're like, ah, we don't need the bomb squad. We're going to search. I'm like, dude, my dog just indicated on explosives. There's explosives in that car. And then it pointed out of the pain as the guy had homemade deck cord um, rolled up with duct tape. So he made his own deck cord and he said it was for fireworks, but it was just really weird. So, but it was like black powder. So it was black powder with duct tape like as homemade deck board. it was weird but uh but i was like like my, my big big seizure with flip but um uh but you know working a bomb dog is definitely different than working a, a narcotics like that as you guys know so um just doing the training the passive and well now a lot of most of the narcotics dogs are passive but um i learned a lot with him and then like my second dog i i, I told franco i'm like I want a Dutch Shepherd. He goes, you don't want a Dutch Shepherd. I'm like, Franco, I want a Dutch Shepherd. He goes, you don't want a Dutch <laughs> So I get this dog. He's, I, I see him over in Europe. He was eight months. And I'm like, man, I love that dog. And I'm like, Franco, I want him. He goes, you don't want a, you don't want a Dutch Shepherd. I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm like, Franco, if I'm going to be a trainer, I got to know the difference between training a Shepherd, a Mali, and a Dutch. They're a little bit different. He goes, all right, let's, let's. so we get them and for the first two years of my life with that dog was a living hell. I mean, I, mm. I can honestly say we went round and round, round and round. I mean, he was, if I gave him a correction, it was game on. He was up the leash and it was, that'll tell you, I mean, I mean, oh, it, was yeah. just, it was, it was, it, it was definitely different, but I, I learned a lot. I mean, I learned, uh, you know, you can't train him like to do a shepherd because my shepherd worked to please me. This dog worked to please himself. Like it, it didn't matter. Like as long as he worked and he didn't care who had the leash, but um, he was a narcotics dog and, you know, I worked him for seven, eight years, seven years. Um, you know, a lot of seizures on the street. Um, it, it was just fun. And, you know, actually finally we're working a narcotics dog because for years that, you know, I used flip for a lot of patrol functions, but the explosive side, and I never got to get the excitement of finding like a pound of weed or something like that. So um Working him was exciting. And then I said, for my last dog, I want a nice little 60-pound shepherd. I said, I'm going back to the shepherd. I'm like, definitely no more Dutchies, no more Mallies. I, I did it. Did, I did the Dutchie, did it. Um, so I, I got Kilo now. Um, and he's, you know, he's about 70 pounds now. And he's a ball fire. I mean, he's fun to work. Matt, I mean, Matt throws him around, like, because he's little. I mean, you know, Matt's a big dude. And, um, so... You know, that's what I thought I was getting with Matt's Malinois, you know, when he when he was like 50 pounds and he brings his 120 pound Mali. I can't lift him up. I'm like, help me up, Matt. You know, so um, but no, he loves doing he's doing really well. He's he's probably my most energetic dog, which you know, I he's just so he's just go, 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 go. But he's got a good temperament, so I've been fortunate. Like he's a shepherd and he came from Slovakia. Um, so I got what I wanted. And, you know, this is my last dog, obviously. I mean, I have three years to retire. 
and uh, I'm done. So me and him are going to retire together. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, I was going to name him Can I Retire, but that kind of sounded weird. But, um, you know, Hilo, he got Hilo. So yeah, I think like he's got his own so. social media uh, account, I believe, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my Instagram, Can I Hilo. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's on Instagram. So, Matt, have all your dogs been uh, dope dogs? Yeah, yeah, I've been a uh, I've been a narcotics guy for since since the day one. Uh, I got off a year of probation, took the interview, and I've been canine my whole career, man. So I, I've nice. always been a dog guy, uh, hunting dogs since I was a kid. So yeah, I've, I've always had a narcotics dog. So at my department, I worked four dogs, all four were dual purpose uh, dope dogs. Um, that we have uh, two dual purpose explosive dogs, right? Uh, a guy named Chris, and now uh, uh, a new newer handler. Um, but we, they don't jump back and forth. Uh, if you're in the, in the explosive program, you're, you're a dual purpose explosive as long as you're in the unit. And, you know, we, I like everybody made a lot of good seizures, got a lot of good dope with my dope dogs, but, um, especially since I became a trainer, there's something fucking awesome about working a dual purpose explosive dog. Besides the fact that you do make some sweet extra overtime working a freaking raceway. Yep. And all this other getting called out for all this other stuff. There is still some yep. overtime and some extra jobs in Canton. We have the football hall of fame and, and my guys uh, are 22 hours a day or 23 hours a day for three or four days straight. Nice. It, it's, it's brutal, but you know, you're definitely, you're definitely doing good. But like, so Chris who took over these, uh, the trainer's job when I left, he's got a dual purpose explosive on the second one. He has, to 13 fines between the two of them live actual live fines wow. that is cool as shit one of the, he caught he found an explosive device at a hospital and then bit the guy who that's awesome who put it out that's that, that, yeah there's something about having yeah. an explosive dog so yeah. dope dudes dope dog guys or guys that get in the unit and are dope you know street cops oh yeah. man they're gonna give me an explosive dog don't don't sleep on that shit man it's a, <laughs> yep Yep. There's yeah. a lot of real cool opportunities there. I know Ted trained some explosive dogs. I like it. You know, um, the, the basics are the same, but you know, you get to do just a little bit different stuff, you know, like yep. I'm going to teach you, I'm going to teach you how to hide behind some shit while your dog goes out. Yep. And you know, yeah, over man. there, um, it's it, pretty funny when you real quick, when you talked about naming your dog retire, Ted and I were in, uh, I think it was Louisiana, and there was a handler there. Oh, my there. God. I know what you're about to say. <laughs> there was a handler there <laughs> whose out command was, was his own last name. And I was like, why why are you using Well, Johnson? first I said, what the fuck are you saying? Because it yeah. was some weird-ass last <laughs> yeah. name. I was like, what are you saying? He's like, yeah, he It was a Creole last name for sure. And huh. it and he goes, because if they – he goes, this is the South. They kicked. They, there's no union they can just take you out of your job he goes so if i ever get shit canned the new handler is going to have to say my fucking name I love every it. training day I, was, I sat there i just put my hands in my pockets i was like god damn that's genius i was like yeah, that is fantastic and and it was his second dog and it was the young one it was I, what was that dude's name i don't even remember i don't want to say it anyway because yeah, i'm sure it, it was a, it was a louisiana name but it was awesome yeah oh, I, 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 awesome. I will remember that I'm going to, especially if I get, get a guy on his second or third dog and he's one of those line walking policy making dudes. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, you want to yeah. fuck with some guys? Let's 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 throw your your name in here, buddy. <laughs> That's yeah. a good idea. We have uh, the explosive dog I'm working now. Well, for those that follow me on whatever social media, you know, I've got um, Pepper the Dutchie here with me. Um, she's Melnick's new dog for um, the show, CBS SEAL team. And Melnick, because of he's he's actually a police officer. He's been on the show. He's actually a police officer in Indiana still, um, aside from being, um, I don't even know what his name is on the show. He's going to be so mad. Uh, but he, uh, his new dog, uh, and I got to do some stuff with her because it's, I mean, she's, he gets to train with some military units and has access to some stuff that like not even some cops do. Uh, so he gets to train with some guys. So I did, um, actual explosives with her and I got to do some shit with her that I had always wanted to do. Um, that I saw a bunch of stuff that was some trainers that I really, really respect do. And I was never able to do it because there was too much on the line. And if it didn't work, <laughs> I had to fix it. And so um, it turned out really cool. She has a, an insanely good independent hunt. Like I can turn her loose in the fucking parking lot and she'll go find it. And I can just stand there and wait and I can re I can mark it and recall her back from there. And she comes back and walked in. I have to catch her with a fucking tug and it is like catching a PSA dog. And she's a <laughs> rad little dog. I mean, and you know, not. Oh yeah. Well, when Melnick gets her back, I mean, I'm sure he's, she's going to smoke him a couple of times, which whatever, it's fine. He won't, he won't die. He fell out of a helicopter to, last month. He'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be good. So before we go on our next commercial break, I, I do want to talk to you guys a uh, training question real quick. Um, uh, this actually may take you a few minutes to answer it, but, uh, and to be fair, I, I went on a rant uh, I don't know when was that a few months ago about yeah. dudes wearing master trainer hats and shirts at, at functions and how ridiculous it is. And I, I messaged Joe and I said, Hey, just so you know, I, I, I talked some shit on the episode, <laughs> but Joe is one of the dudes that I was, that I mentioned, we mentioned you specifically in the episode. I said, All right. yeah, there's guys that, that are legit. Um, and not saying that master trainers aren't, but if you, I'm telling you, if you show up wearing a hat or a t-shirt at a conference, we're making fun of you. Everyone there is making fun of you. So, um, but one of the things that master trainers have to do on a pretty regular basis is certifies, right? Certifying okay. people. You guys have both been around a, a million dogs at this point in certifications. What is the consistent mistakes that are made by guys on certification day uh, that could have been avoided. I mean, if the dog has no out, they weren't going to have an out on certification oh, day. Correct. That's, that's, that's something they have to work on elsewhere. And, and I know a lot of the master trainers then will pull guys aside and work with them separately, but on certification day, the nerves and everything going on, what do you see consistently as mistakes that, that cost them? Yeah, I'll go. I think that the biggest thing I see is like, you know, if you train like you, so the, my, my, the way I look at it is like, if you train every day and you train like legit for the street, how you're going to train in patrol on every day, certification should be a joke. Like if you're training for that 1%, no matter what you do, um, it, whether it be narcotics, if you, if you take this stuff seriously, it's certification. I mean, now depending on what kind of certification you guys do, but most of it is just like basic minimum standards. So like if you, like you said, I think the biggest, uh, I think guys overthink things, you know, and they stress out about 
things they know their dogs are going to do, but for whatever reason, you tell them they're certifying today. And like you said, the nerves go up and it's like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm like, dude, it's just another day. You're, you, you, you just did this the last five months in a row. So just take it as a normal training day, train like you do on the street. And this is a, this should be a joke, you know? Um, and, and narcotics, I think guys overthink where they think that where I'm going to put stuff or where the master trainer is going to hide stuff. Well, maybe he put it in that, you know, um, electrical box. Like I think guys think too much, just instead of trusting your dog, number one, just let the dog do it. Get out of the dog's way. Um, if you train consistently and you're, you should have no problem with it, but I think guys get over nervous and I just think they overthink things and they just stress out about like, I don't, I never, like when people tell me to certify, I'm like, okay, what, what do you want me to do? You want me to do an out recall? Because if you do it, if you do it in training, like if you, if you called me up and said, Hey Joe, bring your dog in. Um, you say, Hey Joe, certify today, recall, do it. I should be able to do it if I'm training the proper way. You know, if I'm training the way, if I'm doing my maintenance training, like I should, um, it should be, it, it should be, it should go smooth. And like you said, you got dogs that don't out. But again, if a dog's not going to out, you know, 15 times during training and you bring them the day of certification, just because you're certifying doesn't mean yeah. that dog's going to out. It's not going to He, he doesn't know? The dog no, doesn't he know. doesn't know. <laughs> like, he's not going to make you look like a superstar if he won't out. So um, I, I just think guys overthink things. And, you know, to me, training, you know, certification is just another training. It, it is just like, let's you know, have fun and, and let the dog do his thing. And, and if you're doing your proper maintenance, I, I certification, I mean, it's not, I mean, I just have fun with it. And I tell guys all the time, I'm like, just relax. It's just another day. Like, all right, you're doing a scenario building search. Okay. I mean, you've done thousands and thousands of building search. Don't get in front of the dog. Don't cue the dog. Don't do anything stupid. Do the stuff that you've done in training from this point on, from this point, and then you'll be fine. You know? So I think that's, you know, some of the big things that guys, I just, you know, when you tell guys they're certified, it's like, oh my God, like just do it, do it, you know? Matt, what about you, buddy? I, 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 I don't want to like, I piggyback off of Joe. I totally agree. Everything he said, um, certification, I think there's gotta be a change eventually. And this is, I'm sorry to go down this road, but. We're, we're, we're in Appawata, so um, majority of the outs to certify the dog, the decoy is standing. All my deployments, and I'll use me as an example, I'm not going to say how many numbers, but all my apprehensions have been on the ground. So my question is, how do we get, we got to start turning the corner and start certifying these dogs done right with training to get these dogs on the ground. I'm, I, I, to me, everything goes to the ground. I'm a big ground guy, frontal, rolling dogs. To me, ground fighting is where it's at. If I can get this dog comfortable on the ground and we start getting physical and this dog is still punching in, we got ourselves a dog here. But we got to start out and from the ground. We got to do it the right way. There's got to be a training. But to me, if, if I'm going to be a defense lawyer, the first thing I'm going to say, well, how do you certify? Well, we stand and out the dog. Well, my client was on the ground. Your dog never out. So we're showing a picture to this dog that's different from the street. I could ask you, how many bites have you had? How many have been on the ground? Probably, I bet you were in the high 90s. You know what I mean? Unless the guy's in a tree and stuff. But everybody I talk to, their, their apprehension has been on the ground. And we're not outing dogs from the ground. 
So, I mean, that's one thing I think we got to start pushing. I mean, I know a lot of guys are, but I guarantee a majority aren't. So I think that's what we got to start kind of pushing that corner. How do we do it? I mean, it's got to be, you know, back tie all that. We got to do it the right way. So a lot of guys are going to get bit and stuff, but, but I think we got to start pushing that. That's my take on certification. I mean, that's, you know, I, I like to kind of, I think we got to push it a little bit because I think there's a, a glaring thing when a defense lawyer sees how we certify. Ted, and and to add, I, like, I don't think guys should be training for certification. I, I think guys should be training for that one, 1% of the guys that you're going to, you know, you're going to get that guy that's high on math or PCP or, and, you know, so, I, you know, I guess, I, I guess maybe we take training I, and, and everybody does everywhere, but we, we kind of try to train. I, I hate when guys say, well, well I got to train for certification. But what do you mean? I mean, you should be training above certification. If so, if you train at a higher level, when you go to certify, like I said, it should be easy, you know? So I think a lot of that, you know, is incorporated in the training at maintenance training. And like I said, if you, if you, if you're training at a higher level and, you know, above certification doing stuff like trying to roll the dog and then having the dog out, like, and just taking a dog to the next level and the team to the next level, you know, come certification, like, you know, there should be no nerves. It should just be like, let's have fun. I mean, you know, just go out there and have fun, you know? It's interesting. <clears throat> we have a, one of the neighboring states has a mandatory state, state standard um, that they've changed it recently, but it was kind of very involved. Um, within that, there was a uh, mandatory call-off. Um, at one point, it was call-off of a fleeing decoy, then it was passive, and then they kind of went back and forth and everything else. But hmm, not my guys, but um, I, I hear and have seen guys train for certification over there and they just fucking hammer a dog for like three weeks on call-offs right and yeah. how do people train call-offs you send the dog and you call him back right a hundred fucking times so yeah. they go through and they pass certification and they go out they go <laughs> they go to work the next night and yeah. they have to send the dog and the dog doesn't go Guess what happens? you're absolutely right he yeah. doesn't leave the handler and the handler's like, what the fuck happened? I'm yeah. like, well, you did 999 call-offs in a row, bro. What do you think the thousand ones was going to be, man? Some of those yeah. were tied to a tree. The, the yeah. Lead. yeah. 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 It, it, that's yeah. a valid point. And, and that's why, like I say, you shouldn't train for certification. I mean, like, that's like my, I guess my biggest pet peeve. Like, you know, that's a perfect example. You hit, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, that's a perfect example of like, why guys should be training at a higher level than a certification. And I, I, I don't know. And, and they try to, I guess they try to, they, they do, I guess, I mean, some of the things that I've seen guys train, you know, maybe differently and, you know, and the, the two weeks before certification, like you said, they try to cram everything in and hammer the dog on everything that he needs to do. Well, that, that's not, you're not teaching the dog and the dog's not learning. I mean, you know, if you're not consistent, consistently doing these things over, uh, you know, the year or whatever, how long your shirt is. I mean, you're, you're doing no justice for the dog and the team. You really aren't, you know, but that's a great point. I mean, that's, yeah. you've seen it. I mean, it happens all the time. Oh, you know? I, oh yeah. yeah. You know, and, and one thing I that think, Matt yeah. said about defense attorneys that I like, I'm sure the, the guys that are going to do the, the admin thing are talk about it, but you mentioned they're going to talk about what do you have to do to certify um, that case that came up in Utah? They didn't attack the handler, but they attacked the certification standard. And then in in Florida versus Harris, there is a little fucking 
thing in there that everybody read over in 2013. We're like, oh, no big deal, whatever. Naturally, it came back to bite us because they say that you have the ability to question whether the certification standards are stringent enough to establish reliability. And that's when your records start mattering. And yep. so uh, yep. it ended up, yeah. So when you hammer them, and <laughs> they don't fucking yeah. go. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, uh, that's yeah. That's, uh, Eric, yeah, it's got? like my guys uh, that are in my handler class. They test a week from Friday, and today we I had them jumping the palisade wall through a half closed door, smashing frontal bites. We did. Um, yeah. What else yeah. did we do? Shedding drills. We did. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, transition drills from a, a, a tunnel leg bite into a, a dope hide. Cause I'm not worried about next Friday. No. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's funny, but it's funny what you were talking about, Matt. So at the police canine association, we tried for a little while to write a national, a different national standard that we were going to kind of present. And I ended up certifying a couple of guys in it, but it ended up being um, where it was going to have to, we had a lawyer saying it's, it's going to take a while for you to do this. There's a lot of, a liability that you could get into based on, on that type of stuff. And the guys just weren't really interested in doing it. And that was cool. But one of the th couple things that we changed is, and this is um, something that drives me nuts with lots of certifying bodies is they're still teaching aggression to gunfire. And that drives me crazy, mm -hmm. you know, instead of, so what we were doing yeah. was just a false start with gunfire, you know, the uh, handler fires or the decoy fires or whatever. And the dog just stays there because I'm not worried about the dog. I'm not worried about the dog going down and biting the, the bad guy with the gun. Right. I'm worried about him biting the handler who's firing back, which right. is what a lot of them teach. And then we added in there where uh, the building search that we had to do was uh, in a dark room. Cause my whole thing was, I want your dog to show me. I don't really care so much about a, a legal standard. I want to know that that dog is going to not get you killed that he's going to do what he's supposed to do. So the, at least one of the bites, either an area search or, or a building search had to be in the dark room. And um, that's where we did the out. Also, we did the verbal out from the dark room out. And I'm like, if he'll do that, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, um, but it never really, it never really took off. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, even, not even certifying on the ground, just, are, are you are they doing it are you guys out there doing it? are you trying to out the dog from the ground because in this you know street but are you, are you doing that maybe not the certification but one thing is is joe and i we are we are big on pushing these dogs and i don't want to say weak point but we i want to find the dog's weak point and when i find that weak point i'm going to capitalize on it and i'm going to build it i'm going to make that a strong point and we're going to keep going we're going to build apexes on this dog and I'm getting this dog ready for the street. I want this dog to see it in training because you know when you hit the street, you're going to say, what the hell just happened? And I want that dog to say, man, I, I think I've seen this before. I can do this. We don't want these dogs' tails between the legs. So Joe and I are big on that and pushing these dogs, not breaking them, but we're building them. And we keep building and building. And by the time we build them, it's time to retire. You know, you get yeah. to that point. You know? Yeah. 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 And, and it's just, just a touch on that. I mean, you know, when we're decoying each other's dogs, I, I always look at it as like, I'm your sparring partner for the street. So I'm going to make you good, man. I'm going to, I'm going to take it to you, but it's going to be fun. So, you know, what, no matter what I put on you, you're going to see it. And then when you, when you see this in the street, it's going to be like, 
oh, I, I've seen this with Joe, so I, I'm good. So, you know, like that's what we're, you know, as a decoy, and I, I always go back to the decoy mindset because that's where most of my bringing up was with Franco. And, um, you know, he always just stressed on me and, you know, with the decoy side of it, like, you know, I'm his best friend. You're just, you know, the handler's obviously the dog's best friend, but I'm the second best friend. I, I'm going to take that dog to the next level as a decoy. So I'm always thinking, you know, I'm your sparring partner. I'm going to make you strong for the street. We're going to, we're going to train for that 1% and it, mm -hmm. and it's going to be fun and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. And, you know, um, it's just like you said, Matt said, I mean, we, I mean, we stress on just pushing, pushing, pushing. I mean, I, let's see what we could do today, you know? And I mean, that's, yeah. uh, but in fun and, and it's, you know, if the dogs don't see it in training, they have to see it in training. And you guys know, I mean, it, it, you know, we try to simulate everything that we could possibly throw at these dogs that they may encounter in the street. Um, yeah. and, and I think a lot of, if, again, when you go to certification, if you're doing all that stuff, like you said, cert, I'm not worried about next week. I mean, mm. you know, because you're yeah. training at a higher level. So mm. when you have to do a cert and it's like, okay. You want me to send them a recall and then do an out? Okay, what 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 else? Anything else? Want me to helicopter them, put them on the ground, roll them a few times? Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> you know. Yeah, we're we're big on that, man. It's win win win. When that dog leaves that field, he's winning. He's yeah. got the big F on his chest. He's his his chest is all puffed up. He's in that car. He's pacing. He's waiting for the next time to come out. But we're built. We're building. We're building giants in these cars. I'm going to put my bike suit on. I, I'm going to put it on. I, I don't care. <laughs> Get it on right now. No, no oh, leg bites though. No leg bites. Just... No leg bites. No leg bites. Yeah, no leg bites. <laughs> we'll put them on the table for you. Yeah, there you go. The other thing Ted and I have talked about too is um, in in the certification. I I wouldn't think it's a bad idea if there's a like a, maybe a quick little case law test. Just a I few agree. questions. Just Great. a few. Not a ton just a yeah. few guys will struggle with that yeah yeah, just to keep going. Yep. yeah. and if because most most policies that that i've ever seen they take the wording from grand versus connor and just stick it in the policy mm -hmm. right and then guys look at it and they're like yeah i've read that somewhere that oh we all know totality of circumstances we know mm -hmm. all that stuff you don't you don't you you don't know uh, where, where that comes from. So if you, if you put that little blurb on a test, well, there's a lot of guys that would pick the wrong answer of what, what yeah. case law that's from. Yeah. That's a great idea. yeah. That is a great idea. Now, do you guys in Ohio have a state cer uh, certification? We do. Um, our state okay. certification is full, full, uh, dual purpose. They're single and okay. dual purpose. Of course, it's very similar to, uh, USPCA and kind of a mix of Napa USPCA mixture there's no um like the uspca man boxes and stuff like that we don't have anything like that right uh, there's a recall out um there's a pat down and a pat down push off they're still teaching aggression to gunfire you the decoy fires runs fires when the dog's halfway um there's no interior dope it's just exterior dope hides as far as on the vehicles they have to do vehicle Here, here's something weird about ohio so say you're say you have a weed dog so you're doing four odors you have mm -hmm. to do 12 hides on certification day mixed between vehicles and buildings. There's got to be at least one blank car and at least one blank building or a blank room. Um, explosive dogs, and this is to tell you, they wrote this when explosive dogs weren't that prevalent. There's seven odors that we certify in Ohio on explosives, and they only have to find them once each. 
Really? So there's seven hides mixed between the two vehicles. Because when I first got into it, I was like, we got to do 21 hides. Yeah, that's a lot. Because it's three hides per odor of explode or right. dope. And they're like, no, it's just um, it's it's just uh, seven odors split between vehicles and buildings. And what you you actually don't you just call the car. So you you run the odors. You're supposed to come back and tell the evaluator those three vehicles were hot. Oh, okay. And uh, no one does that. Nobody does that. <laughs> they still because the dudes can't remember. Yeah, yeah. They, they can't do it yeah. and come back to you and go. They're too nervous. Where, where yeah. were those? And they don't have to tell you where it's at. They just have to call the car hot because oh, you know, really? like, close of dog. If they hit on it, you're like, get well, right. out, right. go, go, now, go. Well, see, in PA, we don't even have a state certification. Yeah, so, right. you know, it's yeah. like, you know, that's why we kind of certify under Napata. And, you know, I, I do like that, that they did change. So with gunfire now, with Napata certification, that like you got to fire two rounds. The decoy fires two rounds. Dog's got to stay in a position. Then the handler fires two rounds. Yeah, Dog perfect. can't break position. Right, perfect. perfect. Yeah, yep. that's so I'm glad that we changed that because, like, it makes no sense. If, if, if a guy's firing rounds at me, am I going to send my dog after him? It, it, like, I never understood that. But, I mean, yeah. but they changed it. So that's why. And we don't do the dirty pat down anymore. Well, I say dirty, the push out because, yeah. you know, with the case law. And, and so they changed that too. So, you know, I, I'm glad, like, you know, certain certifications are evolving with the case law. I think that's important, you know. Um, so it's good to see that. And, but I don't know. The, the uh, yeah. Ohio, Ohio is not changing. They don't give a shit. Uh, like don't care, I no. don't even teach. I don't work the the dirty the push off yeah, at all. Do. The first no, we don't. first day they see it is that certification, and it usually mm -hmm. catches them off guard. Those are oh shit, but they all do it. Yeah, but if you do the routine, do yeah. if you do the routine all the time, yeah. the dog's going to start breaking the regular pat down. If you got a really hot dog, you know, real yeah. nice dog. So I'm like. I don't want to bother with it. Um, and the funny thing is, dude, so one of the, he may, I think he may still be the vice president of Napawada. Uh, this guy named Rob Hickman. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. so he has got a lot of influence with Opata and he lives in Ohio and he yeah. trains the state evaluators and they're, and the standards are not changing. I'm not mm -hmm. saying he's not trying to change it. Opata's they're, they're, Opata's Ohio police officer training Academy. They're not concerned. Yeah, about the certification change at all. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Don't care. Yeah. So it's very weird. Yeah, zero stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So crazy. we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want to get into the Blue Line Conference. Um, talk about the dates, location, things that are gonna be happening, what it's gonna be looking like, and free stuff. Um, yeah, free shit. Free stuff. Like that we're doing, <laughs> so. Um, so don't go anywhere again. Don't fast forward through the commercials. I know you guys do. But if you do, at the bottom of the show notes on every episode are the discount codes and the links to all of our sponsors. So stick around. Working Dog Radio, we love our sponsors. This episode is sponsored in part by Ray Allen at rayallen.com. Everything for dogs. Check out their 10% uh, discount code using Working Dog Radio, all caps. Rayallen.com for everything dogs. Be sure to check out Dogtra also. Eric and I love Dogtra. It's what we both use at the kennel each day. I like the 1900S. Be sure to check them out at dogtra.com. Use the discount code WDR10 for 10% off any single item over 200 bucks. Are you going to the Hits Canine? 
this year, guys. The biggest and best conference in the United States, July 6th through the 9th, Scottsdale, Arizona. Hits K9.net. Give uh, Jeff Baird a call, 863-529-5113. Making sure you have the right dog food is a super important part of running a working dog, whether it be police dogs, military dogs, or hunting dogs, or search and rescue. We like Kinetic Dog Food. The guys at Kinetic can be found at kineticdogfood.com. Area code 513-615-6904. Hit them up. We got a brand new sponsor, our good buddy Jim O'Brien down at NCK9 in North Carolina. Full service kennel, police dogs, single purpose, dual purpose, handler schools, trainer schools. Check them out, nck9.us. <laughs> All right, we are back. I started laughing because I thought Ted was going to start choking. No, I was trying <laughs> not like, to. Start I coughing like, oh, my fucking allergies are killing me. I'm yeah. so, so we're back with Joe and Matt, the boys from Blue Line. Um, we had a blast last time, didn't we, Ted? I thought I thought we had a good yeah. time. Yeah, it was uh, well run. Uh, great location. Hotel was great. Uh, conference rooms were awesome. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, it was extremely well run. One of the things that <laughs> that sucks about some of those shows. I've been to some that aren't well run and it's a fucking nightmare. Like you can't get checked in. You don't get your pass right. They spell your name wrong. Uh, I mean, I've been to shot show a couple of times and even that's a cluster sometimes. I mean, I can't imagine the scale of that, like running that is a nightmare. then the whole thing, you got a dog with you and then they're like, you know, kind of looking at you. And so, um, <laughs> which, you know, I mean, shot show is like massive. Right. And people yeah. are like, Oh, canine. You're like, no, like there's no, there's like two canine dudes there. And like I think K2 was there and then like the Sylvan guys or something, but that was it. So, uh, no, the Blue Line Conference was run extremely well. Check-in went really well uh, when we were there. Uh, the booth spaces were fantastic. We had power. I was super happy with that. Oh. <laughs> so, and Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi that worked. Yeah. 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 Not some uh, BS Wi-Fi. But to be honest with you, now let's, let's be honest. The reason why it went so well is because you guys have women helping you. True. Not two knuckle draggers standing there. What's your name? <laughs> I can't remember the alphabet. Yeah. You know? right. Whatever. We have a team out there too. We're gonna need a team definitely out there. So there's no yeah. doubt. Yeah. yeah. So talk talk a little bit because we we talked about it at the, at the conference before. You know, and and Joe and I communicate every once in a while. We we'll talk about um, if you thought you were just gonna throw a conference together, how ridiculous that statement is. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, the the first year was definitely shocking. Like when you realize, like you know, that they want to charge you for a keg of beer a thousand dollars, and you're like, what? A thousand dollars? I could have fifteen kegs here. But um, it is definitely there's a lot to it. It's not just like, hey, let's call the hotel and get get some rooms and get some instructors, and it'll be a good time. But um, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, we're learning things like type and drape and like, you know, it's just mind boggling. And, you know, plus plus is a big thing in the, in the hotel thing. So if it's $4 plus plus, you got to pay for this or that. And it's just like, what is plus plus? I'm like, could somebody explain this to me? I'm like, just tell me the price. But, um, yeah, it's definitely, it was, uh, eye-opening I, I'll say that I mean it's definitely a lot of work goes into it and, and and we appreciate the kind comments I mean it did you know hopefully we'll, we'll have a smooth run of one in St. Louis but um 
there was things we did that we could have improved on and, and hopefully we do it this year. And, you know, you learn from your mistakes, like everything. And, you know, the one big thing I think that we just lost, like, cause like it was our first one and we were running around, we were getting pulled in like 15 different directions. And, you know, I, like we should have went around and talked to our vendors and cause those are the people that make the conference, you know, our vendors, our sponsors are, I mean, those are the people that, you know, come and, and, you know, make the show possible. And our instructors, obviously our instructors, I mean, you know, without the instructors, we're not going to have it. So there's just a lot that goes to it. And we appreciate the instructors and, you know, we try to do different things for them uh, and, and try to accommodate the vendors as well, best we could, because without them, we wouldn't have, it. you know, we wouldn't have a conference. And, you know, the, the thing is like that everybody comes together and it's just a great, you know, if we could learn one thing from that conference and that could save somebody's life or, or take something back that could, you know, change somebody's life, uh, you know, with training. And it's, it's well worth, you know, all the hard work and all the stuff behind the scenes to, uh, to us, it's worth it, you know? So I think that's why we do it. That's why we strive to make it the best conference that we could. And, you know, again, like, you know, we're, we're both cops and, you know, we, we know training dogs and like, you know, when you talk about, well, a hot dog is five dollars plus plus plus. I'm like, what? Just, uh, it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's just like crazy. But you That's learn. Um, awesome. The plus so plus. It, it says a lot about you guys because, you know, here you on the first the first conference, you made millions, of course. Oh, you know, millions in your bank. Yeah. I'm actually calling you from my uh, island in Hawaii. I'm, right. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but your your first conference went it went off well, you know. Um, I didn't expect a shit show, but it's a, it's a first time thing for guys who aren't conference people. Yeah. And um, I thought you guys did really well, but Thank to you. come back and do it again, uh, it, it shows where your heart is and what it's actually about. Yeah. You know, I know, um, I, I mean, it's, we've, we talked Joe about, about how, or why you ended up in St. Louis and things like that. And, um, but now it wouldn't have mattered. Your governor in Pennsylvania was not letting shit happen anyway. No, no, no. If it was in Pittsburgh, we probably wouldn't be having it because yeah, it would be shut down. He he is like they they just finally let I think restaurants open to six seventy percent. Like so, there's yep. no way we're gonna have a conference here in PA. So we are lucky we went to St. Louis, like you said. But yeah, our governor. <laughs> but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard or not, but Oklahoma didn't have any COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. didn't shut down at all right nah, i mean the city like tulsa and oklahoma city they didn't shut down but i mean we had mass mandates which were but the governor yeah no, no. that's why they had the the, the rally here and then yeah it, yeah it was, believe me the the news here has been fantastic but yeah we don't have covid in oklahoma by the way so everybody come on <laughs> we, should go down tulsa. We, we don't we don't have we don't have covid here true story <laughs> So Matt, is there any chance whatsoever that you get to sit in a class? Uh, probably not. Yeah. Even though we'd love to do it, but I, again, we're—I'll tell you what the, the stressor is. You know, to get everything right and to do the right thing for the for the handlers. You know, I want these guys and these women to come there and feel that they're at home, that they're getting the ultimate training. But it feels like it feels like home, and that's that's why I keep repeating it four handlers by handlers. That's, it, it sounds like, could we wear it? But we really mean that, man. And that's, that's one thing I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm losing sleep over, but it, it's stressful, man. You lay there and you're like, all right, we got to do this. We got to do that. And I just want these guys to get there and just enjoy it. And that's what, you know, we just, we're trying to strive to make this so smooth for them 
and to enjoy it. So it's, that's one of the stressors of, of, about it, man. Yeah, that's too bad because there's so much oh, man. construction going on right behind you while right. you guys are out there yeah. doing all the, the stuff. And that's the thing. You come out of the room, like Ted and I come out of the room we're teaching or, or we sat in a couple of classes. We come out and it, it's empty in there because people are in classes and you guys are over sure. there behind the booth. Yep. A couple guys getting shirts because I know you, you guys, people are going to find this hard to believe, but some cops go to the conference and don't go to the classes. Oh, yeah, that's like yeah. shocker. That's like other places too, other uh, training. Yes, yeah. yeah. it doesn't. I, I'll tell you, the, the hotel that we have in St. Louis is really nice. I, I mean, you're a baseball fan. Uh, the Cardinals, it, on the roof, they have a rooftop bar. And it literally, you're overlooking the stadium. Cardinal Stadium, yeah. like you're looking down and like, I mean, it is, and then you, you, you go on the other side and it's literally, you see the arch and the river. I mean, it's just, Beautiful. it's a really good location. I, and you know, the, the rooftop bar is going to be, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a big, big, uh, oh, yeah. you know, bonus. <laughs> so we definitely, definitely hit the tour of Anheuser-Busch. That was yeah. incredible. Oh, really? When I went there and it was really neat to tour that, man. Yeah. So we mentioned earlier the evening hours. What what uh, what goes on there? What well, that you might not have to tell what it's networking. What's it oh, it's like called it. networking. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Through pop. Yeah. 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 That, that's the night for uh, for the vendors to really get their stuff out, really market everything they got. You know, kind of let them do their thing. But we also have a pretty good. I mean, I think our our raffle is doing pretty good. We have. If I'm correct. I think we're going to raffle off three bite suits as of right now. Is that right, Joe? Yeah, three bite suits and AR. I mean, we, we got, we got AR equipment. So At least yeah, she'll win the AR. She's yeah. got a horseshoe in her ass. She doesn't she win something everywhere. She, she does. She's got funny. She doesn't need yeah. any AR. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, those, nights, those nights are going to be great, man. Guys, you know, have, yeah. have some beers, chill out, go to the vendors, make sure you visit all the vendors. And uh, win some stuff, man. You know. Yeah, uh, we're, we're very fortunate. I get a lot of donations, and and that's that's another big part of it. Like you know, especially with with this uh, environment, like you know, the country and and everybody's hurting, and like you know, last year was just horrible, and people are still willing to donate. You know, it just goes to show you like how good our vendors are, and how people, you know, are willing to support canine and and what we're trying to accomplish. So, um, again, I can't stress like you know. As a handler, I, I think that at night, you know, when you go in that vendor room and you see 60 vendors and you could go pick up a leash or pick up a harness and actually feel it and see it, um, I, I think that is, you know, that that to me is like one of the like the best parts of the conference just because, you know, I could look at a magazine and pick it up and say, yeah, this harness looks nice, but to actually go there and, you know, then networking with guys and just from all over the country, it's just it's just a, it's just a good brotherhood and sisterhood like it, it's it brings us together because we we're all doing the same thing we're all canine handlers we all all walk the streets we all do the same patrol and, and you know just in different parts of the country and it's just it's just great to be together with all like-minded people you know and um sure, yeah I, that's what i think I, I you know the night the vendor hall and all that stuff the raffles i i think that's you know the classes are uh, obviously awesome as well but i'm just saying that's you know i look forward to networking and socializing and just being around like the same like-minded people it's just it's and i think after this COVID and this last year i think we all need it 
You know, I mean, I know we, I know we do in Pennsylvania, you know, just to get around people. Cause like we, we can't even have like Thanksgiving dinner. Our governor said, I mean, we can't, I mean, it's like, you know, but it's just ridiculous. So hopefully St. Louis will be, you know, good for everybody and just bring us all back together, you know? So throw out the dates and how people can sign up if they have not already done so. It's uh, it's the ballpark Hilton. It's May 25th, 26th, 27th. And you can go on uh, BlueLineCanineTraining.com. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can go right on our on the .com and you can register online. Very simple, very quick. And uh, me and Joe, there's a phone number on it. We're always available, man. You you call us anytime. Get a hold of us either on it's a Canine Hilo, Canine Creed, Blue Line Canine. We're 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 just like you guys, man. So we we've had guys on Instagram get a hold of us on our personal accounts and we talk to them. So. You know, if you're interested, get a hold of us either way, man, and we'll we'll get you there, man. Is uh, a lot of these things, if guys drag their feet, they might lose out on the host hotels. Yeah, you think that's going to be like I, I cops are the worst. We're the yeah. worst. Last yeah. minute at everything. If you want to stay there, get on it quick. Yeah, yeah, we have a di- we're discounted. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah <laughs> you're that, in downtown that, 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 San Luis. not not fucking cheap. No, <laughs> no, no, it's it, not. I mean, <laughs> it, it's really expensive. So I mean, yeah, we we definitely they actually, uh, I mean, the per diem rate is pretty good. I mean, I think it's one forty one a night, which for downtown St. Louis it seems like, but it's really not. You look around, I mean, and and where that location of the hotel is, like I'm literally like I'm telling you on the rooftop bar, you go to you see the arch. It's just. You know, to me, it's just breathtaking. I mean, it's just something you don't normally see here in PA, you know? So it's like, right. you know, for 141 bucks, I could stay there. It, it's it's super nice hotel, super good location, not far from like, you know, restaurants, bars, you know, Anheuser-Busch is like a couple blocks away. And, you know, we did the tour, they do tours. So um, hopefully we could do something with them. And, um, you know, it, it, it'll be a really good time. The location is, I think, it's a good location. Even though, even though we have the, the vendor hall set up is kind of the classes are kind of surrounded around it. So you're kind of, once you come up those escalators, man, everything's on that floor. So it's a pretty good hall that we have set up. So you guys will like them. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah. So everybody hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, go like. Um, of course, Eric and I are going to be there. We're going to do some uh, recording while we're there. Of course, we're instructing. Uh, so we'll be there. Um, and Oh, this is not my job, but um, Alicia and our other guy will get with some of our sponsors, and I'm sure we can probably bring some stuff to throw into the raffle. I don't know what, but um, I'm we'll go to people to sponsor this podcast, and they're all canine people, so they'll. They yeah, won't be awesome. I don't know what, I but we'll figure that. it out. Thank we'll you figure it out. I don't, I don't know what. Um, e, uh, where are you at? Uh, Van S Canine on Instagram is where the most of my content goes. Facebook right now is just all pet dog stuff. So. Check out uh, Van S Canine on Instagram. How about you? Uh, Torchlight Canine, letter K number nine, and then Torchlight Pets on Instagram is the pet side. Uh, we did an Easter post with all the pet dogs I had fucking bunny ears on, so that was fun. Uh, yeah. So, but there's lots of those photos there. Um, yeah. Then, <laughs> on Facebook, the same thing. Torchlight Canine, Torchlight Pets. And my personal set underscore summers on Instagram, which is where um it's mainly more canine stuff uh there's not a lot of pet stuff on that one but it's mainly canine stuff so that's where you can find me um and then these guys also you can get them uh we'll put them all put all that stuff in the show notes um alicia and 
our other guy will put all stuff in show notes. But yeah, uh, this episode has been uh, fantastic. I know it would be. And uh, man, I can't wait to May. So I can't decide if I want to drive or not because it's only like five hours from Tulsa. So um, our buddy Hagner will be there. He lives in St. Louis. So yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> but hey, guys, we really appreciate it. Like, you know, what you guys do for us as well. I mean, you know, we, we appreciate everything that all the all the shares on Facebook and, and Instagram means a lot to us, you know, as canine handlers. And, you know, uh, we really appreciate it. This interview was great. Um, you know, we always look forward to seeing you guys. Uh, it was really good. Really a pleasure. Yeah, appreciate we should, you guys. Man. You can tell you guys we're, we're all canine, we're all family, man. We appreciate mm -hmm. it. Yeah, Excellent. for sure. Excellent. All right, boys, have a good night. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Be Take safe, care. man. Be safe. See you guys. You got your reasons, I got my wants. Still got that feeling, but I'm too old to die young Working Dog Radio was graciously granted permission to use this music by Brother Deeg. Be sure to check him out at brotherdeeg.blogspot.com. That's spelled brother, D-E-G-E, dot blogspot.com. Be sure to buy him a beer at Amazon, iTunes, or CD Baby, or anywhere you stream your music. Working Dog Radio was edited and co-produced by Alicia Brandt.